This week's on Lowe's Corner, DeSantis suspends, North Carolina schools strap up, DeSantis history curriculum disappoints. All articles and sources will be located in the description. DeSantis removes Hillsborough County State Attorney Andrew Warren, Tampa Bay Times. Governor Ron DeSantis removes State Attorney Andrew Warren from office for what he said was Warren's disregard to enforce state laws, including his pledge not to persecute abortion laws nor enforcing laws prohibiting gender-affirming care for minors. At a news conference flanked by police from around Tampa, DeSantis said Warren put himself publicly above the law. Under a clause in the Florida State Constitution, DeSantis suspended Warren, effectively firing him. Earlier this year, DeSantis signed into law a 15-week abortion ban that violated Florida Supreme Court precedent, establishing that Florida's constitutional right to privacy included the right to an abortion. Get those nuts away from my face! DeSantis has rejected the court's interpretation and is in the process to attempt to get it overturned. Our government is a government of laws, not a government of men, he said. These are a bunch of transgender, wacko socialists. What was that? What was that? What was that? What was that? The suspension, which stunned observers, removed one of the state's most outspoken prosecutors. I'm still the duly elected state attorney for Hillsborough County, he said at an afternoon news conference in the downtown Tampa law office after he was escorted out of his office earlier in the morning. The governor is trying to overthrow the results of a fair and free election. Two of them, he said. People need to understand, this isn't the governor trying to suspend one elected official. This is the governor trying to overthrow democracy here in Hillsborough County. It's unclear if Warren's removal from office is permanent. Under Florida law, the Florida Senate must decide whether to reinstate Warren or remove him completely. The Senate must send out a notice of an initial hearing within 90 days, putting that deadline for Warren's case just days before Election Day in November. Warren can also choose to fight his removal in court, which could push back that timeline. This Thursday's news conference included additional criticism of Warren from the heads of law enforcement agencies from neighboring counties. Andrew Warren is a fraud, said former Tampa Police Chief Brian Dugan. This is a terrible day that the governor had to come and clean up our mess. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor, who was the city's police chief from 2009 to 2015, denounced Warren's removal. Removing a duly elected official should be based on egregious actions, not political statements, she tweeted. In a free state, voters should choose their elected officials. Before the announcement, DeSantis spokesperson Christina Pushaw warned on Twitter to prepare for the liberal media meltdown of the year. Ciao. Next. Florida civics teachers are speaking out after attending DeSantis' new three-day mandatory patriotic history seminars. 
One example they cited was that students would be told that Presidents George Washington and Thomas Jefferson opposed slavery while omitting the fact that they owned them. Ooh, ah, the ghetto. The ghetto. Listen to this clip from NBC News. Uh, what they did was present a single perspective as the only one, the, the correct one. They cherry-picked evidence. Justin Vogel, who will start his 12th year teaching in St. John's County, was at one of these trainings launched by the governor as part of his Civics Literacy Excellence Initiative. State of Florida has funded a three-day Civics Excellence teacher training, and we have the first 2,500 teachers that are going through that now. Barbara Siegel teaches in Broward County and also attended the training, both educators looking to deepen their knowledge for their classrooms until they say they were shocked to learn what they were expected to teach their students. As educators, we don't necessarily tell them how to think. We, we give them all the evidence and we allow them to come up with their own conclusions. And that's something that wasn't presented at this workshop. They told us what to think and what our opinions were, and it was very unsettling. They say while some parts of the training were factual, some material was very concerning. For example, NBC News obtained the slides for the presentation from the Florida Board of Education. Here are some slides the teachers say raised red flags. It's not a misconception. <laughs> One, titled Opposition to Slavery, worried Barbara and Justin that it could become very easy for new educators to miss the nuances of history. Putting myself in the shoes of a first or second year teacher, Seeing this slide, it's very easy to say that um, George Washington and, and TJ were both very uh, anti-slavery. You know, they, they did everything they could, um, notwithstanding the fact they both owned slaves. And there's nothing wrong with viewing it as complicated. Right. I mean, our country is complicated. Yes. We reached out to the Florida Department of Education about the concerns raised by some educators, and they responded in part that our civics instructors are teaching true and accurate history. Every lesson taught is based on history, not ideology or any form of indoctrination. And now we have a special report from one of our frontline reporters who has the inside scoop regarding one of George Washington's fled enslaved personal attendants. What's up, y'all? Hey, so we got to we got to be shifty a little bit. So get this, y'all. Get this, y'all. One of George Washington's enslaved people fled while him and his family resided in Philadelphia, which was the temporary home for the White House at the time, the Capitol at the time. So, hold on. So, during that time, Pennsylvania was gradually abolishing slavery and George Washington found loopholes to keep his enslaved people in Philly with him. So, in order for him to do that, he rotated enslaved members between Mount Vernon and Philadelphia. So they couldn't claim that they were legally free after six months. I'm just passing it along to you, child. I'm just passing it along to y'all. So y'all continue to pass this along, please. Look up the story of Oni Judge. She did die a free black woman. George Washington tried to take her two times. They tried to recapture her two times, but she said no. Go look up Oni Judge. Thank y'all. I have, I have to go. I have to go. Ciao. Next. Now we move our attention to Madison County, North Carolina, where student resource officers are strapping up. 
That's why I've decided to arm all of my school resource officers with AR-15 rifle. Developing tonight AR-15 rifles in every school in Madison County. That's the sheriff's plan to help keep schools safe. The guns will be locked in safes so resource officers can access them if they need to respond to a school shooting. News 13's Kimberly King is in Madison County with a story tonight. Sheriff Buddy Harwood says that Madison County commissioners are in full support of this decision and provided the funding for all the safes for all of the AR-15s at every school. Sheriff Buddy Harwood made the announcement on his Facebook page about semi-automatics like this. I've decided to arm all of my school resource officers with AR-15 rifle, optics, and accessory. It's what we call hardening in the schools, and it's what's going to happen is that we're going to have um, accidents with these guns. Dorothy Espelage is a professor at UNC Chapel Hill School of Education studying trends. Do we have any other school districts in the state of North Carolina have, that have made this decision? I thought it was a joke. I really thought that this was just some fake news. I have mixed opinions. I would prefer to have the children safe, but then again, you never know if one of them's going to be able to get a hold of the AR-15. Sheriff Harwood says every student resource officer will receive numerous hours of additional training. Reporting from Madison County, Kimberly King, News 13. Madison County Superintendent Will Hoffman says he and the board support the AR-15s in the schools. He released a statement that says in part, quote, the Board of Education, the County Commission, and the Madison County Sheriff have worked together to fund highly trained school resource officers in each of our schools. As superintendent of schools, my highest priority is the safety and welfare of our students and staff. You can read the entire statement at WLOS.com. And now for our bonus segment, what in the malarkey? You hit me. That's not okay. Well, folks, I don't know who's going to win the craziest state award, Florida or Texas, but they're neck and neck, or as I should say, dumbbell to windshield. <laughs> See you next week. I thought it was a joke. I really thought that this was just some fake news.